All right, should we get into it, eh? Should we pray? All right, thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this church and in the city. Lord, thank you for every person that you've drawn to this meeting this morning. Lord, whether they're called here or whether they're called somewhere else, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is doing a work in every single person. And there's a whole new level of relationship. There's a whole new level of faith. And there's a whole new level of blessing coming in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, cool. So I um, was praying about what to speak about. And um, uh, about the end of last year, I was visiting a church in Taranaki, which is where I'm from originally, a place called Openaki. It's like real small, but real awesome little town, beach town. And uh, I was just visiting, I was going to talk for about 10 minutes, share about what we do. My wife and I, if you don't know, have been in full-time ministry for a little bit now, and uh, we were just going to share how that was going, and then maybe give like a five-minute like encouragement or something. So I was praying, I felt like Holy Spirit gave me a word. Um, uh, that, that, that I just titled Greatest Commandment, Greatest Target. And it was just like a, just a quick five-minute encouragement. But, I, but when I prayed about what to share this morning, I felt like God put that on my heart. Not this morning, last week, put that on my heart to kind of expound it and see where the Holy Spirit might take it. So um, today's message I'm going to call Greatest Commandment, Greatest Target. If you guys want to go to Matthew 22, and we're going to unravel what on earth that might mean. <laughs> All right, awesome. Matthew 22, 35. If you have your Bibles, I think I'm reading from New King James Version. I printed it. I don't have a Bible. So. I have a Bible. Just not. Yeah, um, Yeah. cool. Matthew 22, verse 35. So it says, One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And so this is Jesus talking. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Everybody say heart. heart. Awesome. I've never done that before when I preach. That's cool. I like that. Um, and with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole of the law and the prophets. Cool. So I, I love things like that that Jesus um, points out uh, where this is the greatest of this and this is the most important. Like, I love stuff like that because I just a lot of time I don't understand it. Like uh, when he points out this, I've never seen such great faith in Israel, stuff like that. I've never seen this is the most faith I've ever seen in a person or this is, uh, the, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand anything. Else. Like things like that. I'm like, why? Like why is it, the, why does he have the most faith or why am I not going to understand these parables if I don't understand? I don't get you know, I love stuff like that when I don't get it because um, uh, nobody can necessarily just tell you. You've got to really go to the Holy Spirit for the answer, yeah? And so I love this verse because it really, Jesus just breaks down what the most important thing on the face of the planet is, and that's to love God and to love your neighbor. And uh, I, think, I really think that these commandments are, are probably the most um, impacting is probably the word I'd choose, impacting uh, thing that you can focus your life on, to love God and to love your neighbor. So much where it just absolutely changes you on the inside and uh, it really overflows into people around you, you know? And I think that uh, because it's so important, I think that that's one of the greatest targets of the enemy. Because the enemy knows if each person really takes this on, uh, man, it's, it's really dangerous, you know. People really start to come to know God. People really start to walk out their destiny. 
Hence why I've called it greatest commandment, greatest target. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd just share with you guys just a little bit, just a little story. Uh, when I first got saved, I, uh, I grew up in church as a young fellow, but I didn't actually get, give my life to the Lord until I was 20. And I remember the night that I gave my life to the Lord, and uh, I, remember, I remember feeling just this drawing of the Holy Spirit, this love from the Holy Spirit that I hadn't felt before. I'd felt it a little bit, but not like this. And it was the first time in my life that I really went after the Lord, like I, because I wanted to, you know, like even though I grew up in church and I went to youth group, this was the first time I really, in my own time, my own, I mean, I, I want to figure this thing out, you know. And I remember the night I gave my life to the Lord, I, I go, that's it, Lord, I'm done, I give my life to you. And I remember feeling the presence of God so strong for the first time. And I remember just, it, it touched my heart so powerful, I just couldn't get over it. I didn't know how to explain it. You guys know what I'm talking about. And I remember that week after I gave my life to the Lord, uh, each day I woke up, it didn't go away. I remember feeling this love from God. I love you, son. I love you. I created you for a reason, for a purpose. And the other thing I felt that I never felt before was I had this love in my heart for people, which was really, it was real different for me. <laughs> You know, I'm a pretty people person, but, but as far as, I mean, there's nothing like this. I mean, if you don't get born again, you'll never experience anything like this. And so, I got, so this is what happened to me. I remember the first week, each day I'd get up and, uh, you know, this life-changing event happened. And I remember walking around town on my lunch break and I'd just be walking around with a smile on my face. And, and I remember going, oh, man, I love God. I never thought I'd say that. You know, I never, I, I, I've seen friends get saved over the years and I remember one friend of mine said to me, he grew up Catholic, but then was atheist most of his life. He got, he got filled with the Holy Spirit in a university campus. And then for the rest of the day, this is his story, the way he explains it. He goes, man, I never thought I'd say stuff like this. He goes, he goes praise Jesus. Like, he goes, I never thought I'd say stuff like that. Yeah? But, but if you hear people's stories, how they got born again and how the Lord touched them, you, you, you'll hear a lot of that kind of stuff. You're like, man, I love God. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Man, I can't believe I'm feeling this, you know? And I mean, anyway, I remember walking down uh, uptown on my lunch break, and I remember just some random dude walked past me, and I was like, man, I love that guy. I love that guy. And I mean, some girl walked past me, bless her in Jesus. Like, what is going on with me? What am I feeling, yeah? And I just never felt this before. Even, even though I grew up around church, and I just never got born again until that moment, yeah? And so this, this went on for a while, and, and uh, just me, remember being in awe, you know, like in Acts 2, when all these people got saved and the church started, they're all in awe, going, wow, this is, this is amazing, yeah? And so that, that went on for a while with me, and, and as the year went on, you know, as life does, distractions come in and concerns and worries, and you've got to, you know, you've got to deal with life. And so what I wanted to talk about today is just how do we, how do we grow in our love for God? How do we keep going? How do we move forward with that? And so, I'm going to have two examples here. I've just, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at this verse, Matthew 6. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it or you can just look to the screen. Um, most of this message today is coming from Matthew 6, a little bit from Psalms. All right, so the, the first key thing that I think can really help uh, here is know where your heart's at. So to uh, start to become aware of, of what you're feeling, where your heart's going, where it's leaning. And Matthew 6, 21 here, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Everybody say heart. 
I like that. It's cool. I like doing that. It's awesome. Um, so, so uh, a lot of this, a lot of this to do with the commandments. To do, with, you know, nobody can pay you to love somebody. You know, nobody can put a gun to your head and make you love someone. Like real love, whether you like it or not, has to come from your heart. So, with these commandments, um, you know, like I said uh, before, I, even growing up in church, I couldn't make my heart love God. You know, even though everyone around me did, I just didn't. I just I wasn't there, I wasn't ready. Yeah? So with this, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So whether you're a new Christian, or maybe you haven't even given your life to the Lord yet, or maybe you've been a Christian for, for a long time, and you feel those ups and those downs with that closeness with the Lord, this has really helped me, number one, know where your heart's at. Really just ask, the, and the best way I've found to do is to ask the Holy Spirit, because I just don't have a clue what's going on sometimes, yeah? I'm like, Lord, what, what is going on inside my heart? What's going on, yeah? And so uh, what will happen is the Holy Spirit will start to help you, show you where your heart's actually at. Now in this, uh, these verses here, Matthew 6, 21, it goes through all the way to uh, near the end of that chapter uh, to Matthew 6, 33. Uh, this is the second, second thing that I think can really help is seek his kingdom first, Matthew 6, 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So that's, that's the short version of how to grow in your love with God, or even how to really make that first step, maybe even give your life to Jesus, just starting from there, is beginning to the end is to, man, where is my heart at? Like, Have I made that decision to give my whole heart to the Lord, give my whole life to the Lord? Uh, or if I, if I have, you know, maybe feeling a little bit distant from God or something, something's not right. Every time you try to read the word, you try to figure out what God's saying, there's just there's this connection not happening. That first thing can really help us. Man, Lord, show me where, where's my heart at? Where's the, what's, what's in there? What kind of treasure's in there? Yeah? And uh, to seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. So what does it mean to, uh, to do that? How do we seek his kingdom first? You've probably heard that verse a lot, yeah? In uh, Matthew 6, stay in that chapter and just go back near the beginning to verse 6. It says in Matthew 6, verse 6, but when you pray, so this is Jesus uh, just teaching his disciples how to have a relationship with God. And uh, the verse before this, he, he says, don't do it like the Pharisees do it, but do it like this. So in verse 6, it says, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Everyone say secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So it's a really straightforward verse. When you pray, go into your room, shut the door. Like, it doesn't even sound like a Bible verse, yeah? It's like just instructions on a menu, what I mean, yeah? But it's so, it's so good, yeah? Um, so this this is how you pray. And the verse before this is saying, you don't necessarily do it in front of people all the time, all this kind of stuff, but how to really pray is you go in by yourself, shut the door, pray to your Father in heaven. In other words, you've got to believe that your Father's actually there. He's in heaven because he... You can't see him here, so you've got to believe he's really there, yeah? And it says, uh, 
your father uh, who is in the secret place. It says this thing called the secret place. I grew up in a Christian school, a primary school, when I was younger, and we had to learn memory verses, like, I think it was once a term, or maybe twice a term, or something like that, and we had to read, like, memorize, like, 10 verses. I didn't memorize none. Every time I went in, I, like, I was so, I was so lazy, and I just couldn't do it. I was struggling to read, let alone memorize anything. But there's one time I put my whole heart into reading, memorizing this one verse. Yeah, I was supposed to memorize 10, but I only memorized one verse, this one verse, and uh, it was in uh, Psalms 91, verse 1, which is a real um, well-known verse. This is in the King James Version. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So uh, It was funny because I, I memorized that verse and it stuck in my head my whole childhood. No other verse ever did. Just that one verse. And then I got saved and then... Some, some stuff really started to happen. It's a story for another day. But So Jesus points out just how to very easily have a relationship with God. And uh, so when I, I've been saved for about a year, had this amazing experience with the, with the Lord. I got baptized in water. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I started praying in tongues. And it was, it was really exciting first year. I was really, went through a lot of challenges, a lot of changes. But I was, man, I was on fire for the Lord. And I would go to prayer meetings and we'd, we'd pray for people. And I'd, I'd, I was on the worship team doing bass, uh, which was real exciting because I'd never, never done that before. And um, it, was, it was really exciting. We had lots of young people my age coming along. And uh, one, one weekend, I can't, I, I can't remember who it was, but one, either the, the pastor that was preaching or maybe a guest speaker talked about... Uh, uh, spending you spending time with God by yourself, and it was real short encouragement. It wasn't too lengthy or in depth, but he just goes, "Man, go and pray to God by yourself." And I'm sure I've heard a lot of people say that, but that particular time, I remember going, "I don't think I've ever done that." <laughs> I've, I've been saved for about a year, and I, I mean, I, I love the Lord. I, I mean, I would walk around. I am talking to God and trying to hear from God. I pray for people, like I said, bring people to church, all sorts of stuff. But I, but I remember sitting there going, man, I don't think I've actually, like in uh, Matthew 6, like Jesus said, go into a room by myself, shut the door, and, and pray. And I was like, no, I don't think I've ever done that. If I have, I've forgotten, yeah. And I remember being half convicted, <laughs> but then half kind of like, oh, man, I really want to do that. Like, I, man, I really want to do that. That sounds like... Sounds awesome. Oh, man, I want to take God seriously and do this, you know. And so that night I planned, I set my alarm to get up about an hour earlier, which isn't saying much if you knew when I got up out of bed normally. Um, and I had work that day, so I thought, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to plan, I'm going to get up an hour earlier. So my alarm goes off, I get up, and uh, I had a show, I got ready to do everything. And then I remember planning it out. My, my flatmate had one flatmate at the time, and he wasn't there, so it was perfect, you know. And uh, Casey came in, I just, I went into my bedroom, I shut the door in case he came back, and I was like, all right, I'm going to shut my door, and I remember standing in my bedroom, I've been saved for about a year now, and like I said, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I, I prayed in the Spirit in meetings and things like that, and uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm here, I planned it out, I did it, all right, and I, I put some worship music on, and I remember going, all right, and I, I guess I'll just, what do I do, I guess I'll just do what I do at meetings and stuff, yes, yeah? so I raised my hands, I started worshiping, 
pray in tongues, and I did it for about, I don't know, two, three minutes, and I remember just, uh, just feeling weird, you know, I was kind of like, man, I feel, something's not, I feel weird, it feels weird doing it by myself, you know, I don't, it feels funny, yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, I'll keep going, I'll just pray, thank you, Jesus, and I started thanking the Lord for things, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it definitely feels weird, and I put my arms down, I was like, man, what is going on, and I just really felt like, and I have a coffee and just maybe go to work. I just felt like, oh, you know what, I'll try it again later. But then something, something touched my heart, and I remember feeling, I didn't realize until maybe a little bit later, but that the Holy Spirit was like, oh, keep going, son, keep going. And so I was like, all right, man, God, God's in the room. I, I, you know how I really felt? I felt like a crazy person. I, I actually felt like I was talking to myself, like in my room, like, which, which I, I remember thinking, that going, that's not true. Like, I know Jesus lives in me. I know God's right here. Man, why, why am I feeling that? And uh, it wasn't until later on that I realized, man, I don't think I've, I've always been at church. I've always, even before I gave my life to the Lord, I'd raise my hands and I'd pray and stuff like that. And I, I think it just hit me. I don't think I've really gone to that secret place before. Not that I knew that that's what it was called. Anyway, so I, just started, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it, man. I, I'm just going to keep going. So I started praying in the Holy Spirit. I started worshiping and thanking God for everything I could think of. And somewhere in between them, the next five minutes, there was like a breakthrough in my heart where I just, I felt the, just a little bit, I just felt the presence of God. I felt like God's love come. And I felt like, um, I felt like God just gave me a vision that uh, as I started to pray for people, and when I started praying for people, I knew, man, I love praying for people. I love praying for people. And, and I, when I was praying for people, I really believed that it was really going to affect them wherever they were right now. When I pray something in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit was going to work on their behalf and do something. And I also, I just actually started believing that what I was doing would work. You know? And when I started thanking the Lord, I just started worshiping Him. I, at first, I felt a little bit strange, just go, thank you, Lord. But then something switched in my heart again. I remember going, man, I love, I love this. I love thanking the Lord. And when, that, when the presence of God came, it just put joy in my heart and this love kind of started to just explode a little bit and everything changed as far as my mind goes. I, was, I remember, I don't know how I got from A to B, but I remember feeling like, man, this is what I was born for. This is it. I've never seen myself like this. I've just seen myself, I remember thinking at the time, I've just seen myself as a teenager, just seeing myself as kind of, uh, oh, just have fun, da, 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 and just goof around. I never really taken this seriously like that up to that time. And that was the first time where I, start, I, I realized that when you spend time with the Lord in the secret place, he starts to show you who you really are. He starts to show you what you were born for things that you could never envision yourself. And, uh, and that, that was what I walked out of that, that, that room afterwards feeling was, man, I feel like God was showing me who I really am. And I remember thinking, man, I'm doing this tomorrow, man. This is, this is amazing. I remember feeling faith and fired up and so thankful. And, we, and I started reading. The, I read the Bible, you know, when I was, after, after I got saved, but I just never gone to that secret place before and then gone to the Word and um, over the next few years, there were, there were times where I would try to go to the secret place and it wasn't quite like that first time. And, and I would keep pressing in. And I, I remember uh, when, I, that when I really 
tried to do that again, go to the secret place, it was actually when something really difficult came up in my life, something that was really emotionally quite hard, or something that was something I really just didn't understand, some really hard times where I was like, man, I'm going to my friends for help, it's, I don't get what they're saying, I've, I've got these challenges over here financially, I've got this stuff over here, and it wasn't it wasn't until like the last last idea popped in my mind. Oh, maybe I should go to the Lord. You know, maybe I should go to Jesus and ask Him for help. But every time I would go to the secret place, if I pressed in, if I actually went a little bit further than the first time I tried, man, the presence of God would fill the room and change the way I felt, change the way I think. Um, it would help me understand verses in the Bible I never understood. It just give me the Holy Spirit would give me insight to things I just never saw or understood. You know, and uh, this, this one time uh, we were at church, somebody, uh, somebody goes, somebody, someone here's ears are ringing like chimes, and my ears were just started ringing like chimes, like music chimes, and I, was, I was thought somebody drugged me or something, I was like, what's going on? And uh, the guy that was, that was uh, prophesying, real prophetic guy in Palmerston North, he, he goes, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's pouring oil into the ears of the intercessors. I had no idea what that meant at the time. I had no idea. Uh, he had a word for me. It was really encouraging. But it wasn't until years later of really uh, learning to go to the secret place that, man, I really love praying for people. And the enemy really wants to stop you from praying for people, being in the love of God, allowing the Lord to love you so that you can know what love looks like. Uh, you know, Jesus even said, the son can do nothing apart from the father. He's got to see the father do it. And so to, to fulfill the great commission, to even fulfill the, the commandment, to, for us to love people or to even love God, we've got to see what that looks like. We've got to feel it. We've got to be in it. And I know that a lot of the time when I try to spend time with the Lord, it was to try and get, just get the information. You know, what's going on? I'm trying to understand what this verse is and what I should do and or how, how this can help me with ministry or whatever. But really, uh, what the Lord wants to do is help us just, just really let go and whatever mess and fear and entanglements is going on in our hearts, just to let it go and just go to that secret place. And there's times in my life where I've been really thankful for the house we have, uh, really thankful for the situation we're in, and there's other times where I just, I'm, I am not liking where I'm at. Like, this is really difficult. I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, and those, those are times where it's been a lot harder to really go to the secret place, you know? All right, so um, just to wrap it up here, in Psalms 91, I read that here. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So that's the New King James Version. But I'm going to read a couple, just two more versions here, and I just I love doing that. Just reading different versions just to get an understanding. So the NIV says, whoever dwells in the shelter. So instead of the secret place, it says the word shelter of the Most High. Listen to this. Will rest. Everybody say rest. Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Here's the NLT version. This is the last one I'll read here. It says, those who live in the shadow or the secret place of the Most High, will find rest. Everybody say rest. We'll find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Man, uh, I would read the word rest a lot, find rest in the Lord. I just couldn't get my finger on it. I understand what it meant. 
And I, I would even say that out loud, be like, man, I've got to be honest, I don't get what that means. Because I'm a pretty, when I was younger, I was a pretty happy-go-lucky, lazy kind of kid. <laughs> and so I felt like I had rest down. Like, you know what I mean? And so I, I knew when to find rest in the Lord must mean something different. <laughs> you know, and so whenever I would read these verses in the Bible about how to rest in the Lord, I was like, that means something different to what I think it means. <laughs> and so for years, I'd be like, what does that mean, man? Here's what, here's what I think it means. And this is the only analogy I can think of. Have you ever gone on holiday, especially those with kids, have you ever gone on holiday, you come back, as soon as you get back, you're like, man, I need a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to rest, but not resting in the Lord, not, not going to that secret place, these key words that we've been saying out loud, heart, not, not allowing the Holy Spirit to really deal with the issues of the heart will stop you from trying to rest. And you can book in as many holidays as you want, but you won't find that rest. And so the, the, these things here in, uh, which verse was it? It was in Matthew 22. Uh, actually, no, sorry. Uh, in the How to Grow in Love with the Lord. Uh, the, the first verse we read was, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And then at the end it says, seek the kingdom first. In between these verses, it talks about the things that entangle the heart, like money, like wealth, like, try, like worrying about money, worrying about food, worrying about who am I going to marry? That's always a huge thing at my old church because we were all 30 and under, yeah? So everyone would get saved and be like, who am I going to marry? I remember feeling that. I remember that really tested my trust in God. It really tested, like, what do I think God thinks about me? Do I think he has a woman for me that I can relax? I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, those are the kind of things. A little different here. Yeah, it's a more variety of a crowd. Not everyone's worried about who they're going to marry. But that's a real thing. Those are real stuff. And when you get married, it's, oh, am I going to be able to have kids? And when you have kids, oh, are they going to leave the house soon? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but whatever it is, there's so many worries. You know, I remember after we had kids, it was like, oh, man, I want to buy a house. Are we going to ever be able to gonna buy a house? Oh, no. And then when we bought a house, it was something else, and it was something else. And so the, the issue of, of what is in the middle of this is our heart. And I cannot deal with my stuff by myself. It's official. Like, if you, yeah, if you, you ever see me talking about how I've got it figured out, well, hopefully that won't ever happen. Just slap me and remind me, remember, Jim, you don't have a clue what you're doing. You don't know how to get free by yourself. You've got to go to the secret place. What, how, how we all get free and how we grow in our love for God and we grow in our love for people is things that we can't even imagine outside of the secret place. We need to go to that secret place to really do that. And I really felt like, uh, just I'm going to pray just to finish up. I really felt like there's people here uh, this morning that uh, just that word rest, something to ring at a bell for you. And you feel like, man, I've really been trying to rest, like for quite a while. And you feel like, man, something's not clicking. I feel like I just, whatever I do, whatever I remove, whatever I try to do, I just can't find a place of rest. I want to pray for you. And then <clears throat> another thing that came up when I was just studying through these verses was fear and trust. Because without going to the secret place and drawing close to God, let alone anybody, any relationship, you, you won't be able to trust him. Because if you don't know him, you don't trust him, you know. And if you don't continue to know him, 
uh, that, that'll keep coming up. So I feel like there's some, some, someone here with, that's the Holy Spirit's touching that with just really trusting him with your whole life. And there's things coming up with fear, different things. So how about we pray, eh? All right, thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this church. I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for everyone that has walked in the room this morning that you are really wanting to touch their life right now. And we thank you, Lord, for the, the many things that go on inside of our heart that you are really trying to make clarity in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that your Holy Spirit can really touch us and open things up. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you want to set people free this morning of fear and mistrust. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you want to give people a, a new lifestyle of being able to rest in you. Lord, we, we're not worried about how our life is going to go. We're not worried about finances. We're not worried about uh, all these different fears that the enemy tries to put in there. All the different arrows. There's someone here that's having a hard time uh, sleeping at night. In these verses, when I was studying this stuff, uh, just preparing, uh, th this verse stuck out that, that uh, I think it's in uh, Psalm 91, uh, somewhere in that chapter, it says that the, the, uh, the arrows that come by night and the, the terror that comes by night. I feel like there's someone here that's having a hard time sleeping and just e even in the natural having a rest. And Lord, I just pray for, for all of us, Lord, right now that, that uh, just find it really hard to rest, to really find that place of rest. And I, I just rebuke any demonic spirit that's trying to really make a blockage right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just declare your freedom in the name of Jesus. Lord, that there'd be a new vitality that would come when we draw close to you like your word says. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. But we pray for the grace to put that into practice. And I thank you, Lord, that there's people this morning that are going to be blown away by what happens when they enter that room and they shut the door and they pour their heart out to the Lord. And the thing that's going to surprise you the most is that you're going to find out that God knows you and you're going to be so relieved that you don't need to be like anybody else, that God wants you to be yourself, that God wants you to really go after Him. If you search for Him, you'll know, man, okay, I'm starting to figure out what I was born for. I'm starting to figure out that God doesn't want me to be like everybody else. And you're going to be so relieved that you don't have to be like anybody else. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We thank you for Nelson. We pray for a breakthrough in this church, a breakthrough in Nelson in Jesus' name. Lord, that when we spend time with you, Lord, that people wouldn't put it in these words so they might not understand it, but they would think it in their heart. Man, there's something about that person. There's something about my neighbor. Just like in the Gospels, how it says they recognize these, these, these men because they had been with Jesus. Lord, when people don't know about you, they don't put it that way, but they, they feel something inside them. They go, man, there's something about that person. There's something about that person that has something to do with my purpose. And I don't know what it is. There's something about my neighbor that has something to do with what I was born for. And I don't know what it is yet. But Lord, we pray for those people right now. We pray that they get born again. We pray that they'll be drawn to you, that they'll be drawn to us in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for a breakthrough the way we see ourselves. We thank you that the secret praise will break fear, will break mistrust. Lord, would break rejection in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're delivering people this morning of rejection. Thank you, Lord, that you have called all of us to reach out and love somebody, to befriend somebody. We thank you that rejection is not gonna get in the way anymore in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your presence. Thank you that it's not a law, but it's a relationship in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus.